Well, people are always asking me about uh, mainframe modernization. And, and well, let me think about this. Always. Is that true? Yeah. It very frequently comes up. I think especially like I was, I was realizing uh, in this past year, I don't know if you've experienced this, but in this past year, people I talk with for years have always been talking about like moving to the cloud and modernizing their stuff. And they really wanted to do it. But I've noticed in the past year, people actually have numbers around it, like like goals and KPIs they're supposed to reach, which seems like it's it's uh, it's happening more and more. So you wrote a uh, uh, you wrote a blog post. This is actually last year from May of 2022 when I was uh, when I was looking over. I don't know. Well, I don't even remember what I was reading le about legacy applications. And I came across this on our blog and you had a pretty uh, what I think is a, a, a great in the sense that it's brief. And just deep enough to make sense, <laughs> like overview of, of uh, I'm sure along with many people, like you worked on um, helping modernize, a, a, you know, a mainframe application. Uh, and it was a good overview of a lot of the practices I've heard we do in Swift and things like that with some uh, with some nice diagrams. So I thought it'd be fun to uh, to talk to you about that. Why, why don't you introduce yourself first? So I am I am Fouad and I am working uh, in terms of r and uh, today. And uh, since a few months ago, and before that, I was working in Tonzu Labs uh, in France, in Paris, and I was involved in many engagements where we used to modernize legacy applications. And mainframes are uh, some of the kinds of applications that that we were used to modernize there. Do you see a lot of this out there, like mainframe applications that people want to and then actually are modernizing, or? You know, does it happen rarely? So personally, it started like, uh, I think I was involved in that kind of engagement like uh, in 2019, like already mm. three or four years ago. And and at that time, there was not uh, really many mainframe uh, uh, engagements going on. But since a couple of years, it's I've seen in labs uh, uh, that there are more and more customers asking to, to, to dig into that and to help them modernizing their mainframe. Their mainframe. So... Give a give us an overview of like um, both both the example as you say engagement here, but like I think it's pretty representative of what what you see. Let's call it the business motivations for modernizing a mainframe. You actually cover it uh, pr pretty well right from the beginning. Like it's a thirty year old system with twelve thousand programs that's relied on by three million users. You get into like what the business motivations for doing it are, and I think I think going over this is always very important because like you know. For as much as mainframe people used to call us distributed people, might sort of poke fun at, at mainframes and have them be old. Like the thing about a mainframe that's been running 30 years is it works, <laughs> right? And it's, it's worked very well for 30 years to survive through all of that. When companies have mainframes, they usually work fine. Uh, but but for, for this example, one of the main issues that the customer had was the, that they the lack of knowledge to maintain and to make use right. of the mainframe. So that was one of the key uh, key cornerstones, basically, that they, they they wanted to get rid of to be able to have people who, who developers, new, new teams that uh, who could uh, handle the business uh, that is implemented in the mainframe, but using modern modern technologies. Uh, so that was that was one one of the aspects, and and uh, the second big one was uh, to reduce infrastructure costs. Basically, because having a, a mainframe processors running cost them millions of euros, uh, and and being able just to move some transactions that were running uh, into the mainframe 
uh, into new applications would make them save a lot of money. Mm. So they wanted to start to do that. The goal was not to get rid of the whole mainframe like uh, uh, as fast as possible. It was more like to start uh, right. extract a few a few things step by step, and and being able to to do like uh, to have quick wins and a quick money savings by just doing that. I wrote this little booklet last year with with our colleague Mark Zotner about yeah. uh, you know about the Swift method and and like more broadly like uh, we called it the legacy trap that was our clever name for it. but more broadly like from a for lack of a better phrase, a business perspective, like what the deal with modernization is <laughs> in doing it. Like we went over like what makes software legacy software. And I mean, you, you, I think you hit on one of the, to kind of summarize the two of them, like with mainframes, especially there's the, like you it's, you've forgotten about it. Like you lack knowledge about how to do it. And, you know, I think, I think the, how that manifests itself in like something that the organization cares about is that you can no longer really change or add to the functionality of it or and and sometimes it's also performance right like if you've forgotten how a system works sometimes when you have different performance needs like you have to serve a whole bunch of different people or you have to do it in a different medium like you have to go from a desktop app to like a mobile app or something like it's kind of no longer fit but i think i would imagine the one that people encounter a lot more is like you just have different features that you want to add and it's kind of not possible, <laughs> right? Yeah. And because, because no one really remembers, not only like in this case, like how to program in COBOL and also not only just like how the programming works, but like one that's especially like terrible is like, no one remembers how to test it yes. to, to, to make sure it doesn't break things, which is terrible. <laughs> yeah, that's no true. Good. So, so uh, you also have to rely on external companies to, to maintain Mm. This, this this knowledge and and that's all a big a big danger for for such companies like they move the the business knowledge they externalize the, they externalize that business knowledge that knowledge to external companies they don't have much more control about on it rather than uh, uh, in the past they were able to control the their business in, inside the company so so that was also an issue mm. for for this company and and uh, I saw another thing that. Uh, then another issue that they have is the development lifecycle, like you mentioned, uh, the capability to to deploy new features or to fix existing features, uh, also takes a lot of time uh, mm. just to deploy new things. Uh, it's a they have heavy they had heavy processes. They had to set up downtime periods, like to to stop the user the users using the application to be able to deploy your simple feature. That was very painful for them. Their tech debt finally caught up with them. So you mentioned one thing I'm interested in, in hearing more about, which is, um, and this is part of like the, the, the method that, you know, Tanzu labs and pivotal labs people have developed not only in legacy modernization, but just in apps and platform engineering, like in general, which is like starting small basically is, is the way I think of it. Right. Instead of, oh, we're going to modernize and move everything on the mainframe, like more so it sounds how y'all started was like, let's start with one thing. Let's start by just to use a word that's common, like little slices and slicing away at it. Was like the the customer comfortable with that? Often there's just like, well, why wouldn't we do everything at once? But I think there's also often like an overly ambitious business case they have to deliver on. Like if we're going to take on all this risk and like spend some money on this, we need to have a big payoff at, at the end of the year. Whereas when we go again with this start small and slice thing, we're kind of like saying, 
yeah, there's not going to be a big payoff for like three to 12 months. <laughs> Did you encounter in this case where you kind of had to sell people on starting small and slices? What, what was that like? Yeah, that, that's usually uh, hard to convince people, uh, companies about that, customers about this. But, but in that case, for example, they already tried it in the past. So they already All tried right. to rewrite and they, and they, and they felt the, fail, the, the pain to do so and, and that they, they were not happy with the result. So that's why they wanted like, uh, to experiment our, our approach. And actually, before, before working on the mainframe, we had past engagements with them where they trusted us. Yeah, basically, we built a trust relationship with them. And, and uh, that's why they involved us in try helping them modernizing the mainframe. And it was a kind of a, some kind of challenge, right? Like, uh, okay, uh, prove us that you can use your practices to, to start mm. moder modernizing something in the, in the mainframe and see. And see and check if it's better than what we did in the past, or is it worse? Or oh yeah, uh, and then to to kind to kind of uh, build some comparison charts between uh, uh, our approach. I guess this is what like you know, labs thinking would say is like, well, let's let's do a small project or a slice to see if we can also do this with mainframe stuff, right? Let's prove yes. that that we can do this out uh, in kind of like uh, it's not risk free but a lower risk way. When you're looking at the application, like how do you start with that? Like how do you, how do you start like comprehending what this application is, kind of like figuring out what little slice to do, kind of, kind of walk us through that process? Yeah, sure. Um, so basically we, we, we use one of the tools in our Swift, uh, Swift, uh, Swift box, Swift methodology box, uh, that is called uh, event storming, basically. Mm. And, and what we do uh, is a, uh, we run a workshop with uh, um, every, everybody, uh, all the people that are, who are involved in the mainframe, uh, who have knowledge on the mainframes, and, and that can uh, imply having people that are uh, at a high level of the hierarchy of the company, who, who often uh, were developers in the company and know, and know about the mainframes, but now they've changed their position, they're no more developers, and they, and they are they yeah. promoted and they and they have but they have knowledge of this so we have to involve those people in in our this workshop uh, uh, until the develop and also the developers and the testers we have to gather everybody uh, uh, in the same room and and basically build a visual representation of all the um, of uh, the events that are flowing through the system like basically like uh, mm -hmm. uh, everyone brings bringing uh, his or her piece of knowledge uh, regarding how the things work in the system, in the mainframe. And we have to, to merge all of this. Uh, uh, so it's a sticky notes ex exercise, basically. We have gathered in a piece, in a room, and we put stickies, uh, and people put stickies, and then we have to merge all of this to make sense of all the, uh, the flows that, are, uh, uh, that we have in the system. Mm -hmm. and, and from then, um, from there, we, we, can, we start to, to draw boundaries, like... Uh, Identify uh, subdomains like uh, the, comp the like uh, okay, this makes sense to gather those events together and to call that uh, I don't know like uh, the the accountability subdomain and together mm. and and build that kind of uh, um, identify that kind of subdomains and and from there we can also uh, we also uh, we can also have uh, an exercise where we with the uh, where the people in the room can. Uh, set the value uh, of each of these domain to right, right. It's sort of like the business yeah. value. Like, how much the does this value. matter? Exactly. Yeah. How and, important is it? 
Exactly. And also try to identify uh, the pain points where, where they have the most the pain points. Maybe we, we would like to start there or not, depending on the context, because uh, depending on where you are in, in your mainframe modernization, modernization journey, maybe you want to start with something that is small, not too hard to implement, to, to validate the, the process that you have been in place, but right. that has some, some business rules. So, so the selection itself depends, I would say, depends on the context, but the tools uh, that we are using as, are basically the same. Put some values on the thing, uh, identify the complexity, identify the, the business value, and try to and prioritize based on the context where you are working. What, what are you looking mm. what, what is your goal uh, with your modernization? And then right. select the, the appropriate, uh, let's say, context or subdomain context. And then, and then from there, identify uh, user journeys and and the slices that we could start with and so so that gives you a list of just as you're saying like here are technically feasible and important enough like components we could work on modernizing because again as you're saying the goal is to let's let's find something we can modernize that takes i mean i think the standard is like 12 weeks or whatever but that takes a small amount of time yes uh so that we can as to, you know, just to summarize again, that, that we can figure out if we can do this, yes. <laughs> right. And at the same time, actually do some of it and, and also like learn how it's done. I'm, I'm interested to like test out some of my theories, uh, you know, with you about that is I feel like that exercise that you went over the kind of like, you know, the event storming, doing like the, the finding the domains, all of that workshopping stuff, like, well, I mean, there's not an assumption, but the kind of the unstated thing in doing that exercise is that it doesn't, that, that, that system view doesn't exist, <laughs> right? Like that, that like, yeah. like while, while each of those individuals might like have their own view of what their part of the system does that very often, especially with like, in this case, like a 30 year old application, um, no one really knows the whole, let alone everyone knowing the whole. And like what the handoffs are between them. Um, so I imagine that's a huge part of it. It's just like, as, as Mark will call it, it's like architectural, uh, archeology, like, yes, like yes. discovering the system. Exactly. Yeah. That's a huge outcome of the, of this workshop indeed. Like, uh, having this view that probably nobody's uh, at the beginning of the workshop had in mind and, and align also all the stakeholders on the, on this knowledge. So of course. The, what we get at the end is not exhaustive. Like we, sure. we cannot go delve, we don't go deep, very deep in the details of every domain, but at least big picture, everyone has a view of the big picture. And that is, uh, that is very, let's say people, when they, they, after this, this workshop, they felt like, uh, wow, I understand what I'm working on now. Like, uh, yeah. wow, I did not imagine that there was so much complexity in this part. Oh, like, uh, there are many. Uh, that cannot, we, had, we had a lot of feedback like this, like uh, after the, the it, it must, it must feel nice on both sides to actually like, I mean, you know, in our trade learning is always fun. <laughs> and so like, like, like to have helped, you know, the, the, the group as a whole to like have learned some new things, especially about something you're so close to like your own systems. Right. And you know, the, the other thing that like, I think, and, and, you know, in general, this, this methodology I've, I, I shouldn't say seen cause I just record things and make slides. But like, you know, I've, I've, I've heard secondhand from labs people that whether it's new applications or existing ones, right? Like the other, I think the other thing that's valuable about it and, and to your point of not to your point, but like the positive side about it, of it not being too detailed is that that's 
by design because the purpose is also to capture like again to use the phrase like the the business flow of it like the purpose of this application right which is often like not fully reflected in all the technical systems like you know and and i think by by doing that event storming where there's like one event that you trace through the entire system like i don't know just to pick something like uh you know authorizing that something happens whether you're authorizing a prescription or authorizing like some forms being filled out like that whole authorization thing is an event that goes through the whole system and like i always joke that like everyone most people know the boxes but it's those arrows that people lose out on like like the connection between the two of them is like where a lot of lost uh knowledge uh typically is so you get the slices in front of you and so like what uh like like what slice do y'all pick like how what, what do you start with as, as you document it in the uh in the blog post in the in this example we started by uh, uh using like uh, by working on a, a slice uh, a simple slice basically to 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 be able to build something very fast and mm. see if we could deploy it in production uh, very quick and evaluate um, and identify all the trouble that we could have uh, uh, as fast as, as quick as possible instead of waiting uh, to build something more 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 much more ready for the for the users the goal uh, so so basically we we use the read uh, read transaction read actually even before that sorry even before that what we did is we wanted to to start uh, uh, experimenting on what we call strangling the the, the, sure. the mainframe legacy system uh -huh. to be to be sure that um, so the strangling uh, an application is one pattern uh, where we try to basically to capture the calls like the requests that are done to the legacy system we try to capture them in our new the new system that we want to build to see if we can uh, then uh, if we could then. Uh, rewrite them, like uh, uh, modernize them in our new right. system, and so basically it's kind of uh, adding a proxy, a gateway between yeah. the legacy system and our system. Uh, so we we had to start with that because because there were a lot of uncertainty about the the architecture uh, at our customers. Because our uh, so if you if you look into the article, there was this schema where we have a, like a, a front end system and then the back end system and then the bus. That that redirects the calls from the backend to the mainframe, and mm. we want—I don't know if you remember that part—and we oh, wanted yeah. to, to to basically to integrate a proxy gateway uh, between the bus system and the mainframe. Basically, like uh, uh, we wanted to see if we could capture the calls from the bus to our gateway and then redirect the the calls coming to our gateway to the bus again. That would call the the mainframe. Just basically. To see if we could capture things there, and yeah, I, I mean, it, it's essentially a uh, like a yeah, I guess you could call it a person in the middle, right? Like exactly, you just, you just yeah. add a layer there, and then at that point, well, I guess one, like you experiment with like we can actually connect to a mainframe and just be a pipe, right? Like, exactly, and and just getting to that point with authorization and figuring out how to do that, like, and making sure you have the right character and coding and all that stuff is probably plenty of work, basically yeah. to do quote unquote nothing. Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. And it is very important also to, it was very important to do it first because, uh, because we're, we realized that it failed, basically. It, mm. We are not able, we are able to build the getaway and to, to think, but, but the thing is that uh, uh, the bus, the bus uh, configuration was, was maintained by another team. Uh, uh, All right. Yeah. We didn't have the, the bandwidth to work with us, basically, to, 
to configure things to redirect to Agadoy because um, uh, if they had to do that, it, we would have to write like specification and it would take six months to implement this just to reconfigure the bus uh, to so so that was a, a a very important experimentation to have to to validate that to be sure that we could not do that so uh, and it forced us to pivot and to and to find another way to to strangle the mainframe and basically we uh, I think I explained it in the article basically we there there was an LDAP in this architecture uh, yeah. that that is used to 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 uh, by the backend to to know where uh, to know the routes the, that can to call on the on the bus when they want to call a, a mainframe transaction. So we changed these routes to redirect yeah. them, basically to to a new uh, to our system. Let's say to simplify. Yeah, it was it was fortunate that that but the that bus was yeah. in place, right? Like that yes. that was kind of already a uh, a. a sort of already, as you're saying, a proxy or a gateway or whatever that you could have. It. So we were lucky. That's why the context where you are modernizing the application is very important because yeah. uh, something that works in one context might not work in another one. And uh, and uh, yeah, we don't try to come with, uh, at large, at least we don't try to come with already key solutions like, okay, we're going to, to do in your context and study the problems that we're going to meet, to face by doing it, the things uh, rather than just diagramming things so you so you start off so basically you're fortunate that there's a like call it an enterprise bus but a bus in place that's already like and and was that like was that like websphere connected to the mainframe or like what what, what was the the bus i, for, I forget i think the bus was oracle esb and uh, yeah the front end and back end stuff were deployed on web logic if i remember yeah yeah that would make sense yeah. Good old J2E stuff back when there was a two. Yeah. And and so so essentially you put that uh you put that gateway in there, we'll call it, yeah. that is again, putting it kind of sarcastically, does nothing. <laughs> like like all it is is to make sure that you can have this pass through. And then I imagine, you know, the goal of that is that as you have new applications or applications that that want to talk with the mainframe or existing ones, you just shift them over to using that gateway. Right, exactly, and, and, and which should more or less be the same. So, what what's like the next step after that? You get the gateway in place, and then and then, how do you uh, how do you do further slicing? So the next step was the next step. Sorry, was to um, to to work on a, one of the business transaction that was um, responsible of reading information from from the uh, mainframe databases from uh, mm, right. DB two and DL one databases, and so basically we start to. We started to write uh, a new a new microservice. Let's say, let's call it like this. This is a fancy word that contained uh, an endpoint to to read basically uh, information from the legacy database. And and so, uh, if I try to describe the flow, so the front end will call the the back end that will call our gateway, uh, and our gateway will call our new. Uh, Yep. new endpoints and return the result to the front end instead of calling the 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 mainframe uh, get the call to our to our uh, application new application the other thing that i think is worth pointing out or, or i mean you, you said it but calling out even more is that it was just a read only operation so it's yes. like again minimal risk <laughs> right it's like minimal like, risk, exactly. like most risk comes from writing or changing the data versus just like yeah, seeing what it is is not that big of a deal. Yeah, yeah. 
and uh, it also helped to build confidence within the team, like uh, mm, right because uh, we didn't have much knowledge on mainframe stuff, and uh, so to learn to have learnings because, for example, uh, uh, in, a, in they were using DB2 as a database, but they are they were also using another database that is called DL1, which is quite mm -hmm. old, and it, that uh, uh, that is a hierarchical database, uh, not a relational database, and that uh, there was no no tool to access the database for modern applications, like to be able to read uh, okay. directly in this kind of database. Actually, there, it's not really true. There was one tool, uh, uh, not open sourced, like, and and there was a uh, a team who, who were studying the ability of this tool to to be used in modern application to read in this legacy right. database. So, so uh, that allowed us to learn things like that, even even a simple. A simple slice like this was very beneficial for for the team. So then, you know, uh, eventually, you want to actually like change the data and write to it. So what what how how do y'all get to that? So, uh, so this is yeah, this was the moment where we introduced this is the moment where we introduced a new database for our new application to give it the responsibility to be the owner of its own data. Let's say, and and basically, it starts the same way than the read slice. Like we we. We configure the LDAP to root, LDAP to root uh, to the new to a new endpoint that is responsible to write uh, yeah. that in the database. And and what we did first is to um, so is to to set up this new database and to and to uh, basically to trigger to, uh, to 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 parallelize the 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 function the let's say the functionality. I mean by that like we. We are saving the data in the new system, but we are also saving the data in the old system. We are also calling the the, old, the transaction that we are rewriting in the old system. So it's a uh, it's a parallel write, like uh, we are writing in uh, both in the old and the new system. Um, why we did that is because uh, uh, we wanted to um, because there are a lot of data that are that have to be written, let's say, and uh, and uh, a lot of business rules uh, in the old system that are used to to write data. And we mm -hmm. wanted to implement those business rules incrementally because they are. Uh, this is the way we usually work. We don't want to to do a big big bang rewriting, uh, and and so uh, basically the 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 source of truth remains the old database, while we build uh, while we incrementally build uh, implement the new the business rules to write that in the new right. database. Going back to the beginning, you've got thirty years of business rules. Yes, and and like and like. You know who knows what they are really. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, we find surprises. We have surprises when, when we dig into those yeah, 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 things that are not used. Things that nobody knows what they are for, and that can happen. Yeah, yeah, and 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 then essentially with that that uh, like that comparator pattern, you have, I mean, well, you are like testing in production, which is always a scary <laughs> phrase to use with people, but like you're you're making. You know, as long as you're really good at accounting for this, as you implement those new business rules, um, like in your new database, you actually can track if your assumptions about them are correct by like what the, the comparison looks like. And, and then also, I would imagine you also, I mean, it's annoying to have two copies of the same data. Like eventually, I imagine you have to consolidate them. But then also ongoing uh, other systems that are using that data that have not been modernized they can go on functioning, right? Like they, yes. they, they can use that old data, which, which again, it f fixed into this notion of like, let's do the smallest amount possible <laughs> without, yes. without, without uh, having to mess with the rest of the system. 
you are right, you are right, um, totally. Um, so yeah, this comparator that we built uh, to va to validate that what we are writing in the new system is the same has the same meaning that what we are right than what we are writing the old system. Uh, also helps build a lot of confidence uh, um, in the team, but also in the whole company because it's a, it's a very sensitive subject to touch. More than as many friends there, uh, because we are touching thirty years of yeah, like you say, business rules and and yeah. things might break and 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 having this comparator mechanism, even if it complexifies a bit the architecture, uh, helps to build that confidence in the company that we are not uh, doing, uh, we are not introducing uh, too many. I want to say I don't want to say no bug because they are they can bugs can happen and time. But it's think, just the risk of things yeah, going. Yeah, we are diminishing the risk exactly. Yeah. And and uh, like you said, after this step, when this confidence is built, the the next step will be like to 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 swap the 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 source of truth for the data. Like yeah. To to give the the source of truth to the new application, and then to 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 synchronize the old system database with the new one to make the other application that use the same data still yeah. more. And that will be the next step after building that uh, confidence uh, path. How long do you think that takes? Like, do you think that's like, like three months or is it like two years <laughs> that, that you kind of just like let, let those two databases kind of like simmer and merge together? Yeah, I, I think it, it takes months uh, and years. Just for this example, it took two years for them to rewrite okay. the transactions like, and to have this confidence and to be able to, to, to move things, to change the source of truth. So yeah. it depends on uh, yeah the complexity of the transaction and the uh, but uh, yeah it can I will not evaluate that in weeks. That's really interesting to me because I haven't thought about I haven't thought about like this kind of scenario. But in general, the other thing like when I talk with larger organizations about modernizing or doing anything is one of the other first things in addition to starting small that that I try to emphasize is like however long you think this is going to take, you should probably double it. And and it's it's not just the usual like programmers can't estimate and it takes a long time, but it's it's more of I think a lot of the best practices and knowledge we have about programming comes from organizations that are building new applications or at least very young applications, right? Like and especially like consumer applications, all the social media applications and things like that. Versus like one of the things that that's different at a large older organization is like you're saying, or we're saying is they have a 30 year old application and just migrating all those business rules is going to take a long time. And so you have to have this realistic expectation of like, yeah, it's going to take like two years and that's not bad. It's fine. And in fact, it's good to be slow and steady and careful when you're doing this because it's important, right? Like, it's not like, I don't know, I'm just making something up. If you're doing like a photo management app, like it is a bummer if you lose someone's photos, but it's not that big of a deal <laughs> in, in the grand scheme of the thing where like for these kind of applications across like, you know, banks and governments and other things like that, like it is a big deal if you, if you like mess up the business rules, like it causes like the scale of problems it can cause is much more than like, eh, we lost photos from when my kid was six, which is a big bummer for me personally, but it doesn't like bring down the banking system. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. That was a, that was indeed the case that was working on that kind of 
modernization is always sensitive, I would say, like uh, compared to more classical legacy system. Uh, right. Because they are, yeah, they are, we are touching the core of the of the company. But yeah, like, for example, for the, concerning this example, like it was very important to do it because they outsourced a lot of things and, and right. they still did, they were not controlling this corn anymore now. Uh, but that's it. It's a long journey. So then finally, so like, uh, well, as, as I always joke, it worked. Otherwise you probably wouldn't have written it up. Like, like kind of what were the results, the outcomes at the end? A big outcome, but that is not really technical. It's more like the trust. Like uh, people, yeah. people were not sure that it will work. Often we are used to, to try to anticipate a lot of things, uh, uh-huh. beforehand. And, and that can be, that can feel very scary to try to discover things, uh, Little by little, and solve problems as soon that when when they arrive, rather than trying to solve problems that maybe we will not have, and and maybe that yeah that so so building this trust, this uh, um, giving confidence that our approach can help them modernizing uh, their mainframes was one of the big outcomes uh, for this engagement. Another one was like uh, also, uh, but we also have in other engagements not specific to mainframe, but mainframes, but uh, the capability to deploy new features very fast, like uh, building a, a pipeline and, and uh, being able to to deploy new features with, without downtime uh, and stuff like that. That was a key learning for them. Of course, uh, our practices, like uh, being able to to pair, to do TDDs and and uh, having a, a lean approach to all the, the way they are working was uh, also very, very key. To come back to the pipeline, to give some numbers that I have in mind, I think uh, before, like I said, that it was taking weekends to deploy new features. Uh, mm-hmm. Now you just take 30 minutes like uh, to deploy a new feature. So that's that's a big huge. Yeah, that's basically uh, uh, the big outcomes that we had. You know, I, I don't really know what socio-technical systems means. I should learn that phrase one day. I think I think as with all academic things, it's probably too precise for me to use correctly and, and fully know. <laughs> one of the things that, you know, you've gotten over several times is like, when you're, when you're looking at modernizing something like this, you have to not only think about the application or even like, you know, this, the hardware system or whatever involved, but you've got to like treat the whole organization as the application, right? The, the way that people work together, the knowledge that they have. And then, and then also like, it's, well, it's easy to say, and maybe a little weird to think of, but like your your trust and confidence in the process is part of it as well, right? Like it's almost like a form of QA or quality that like you have to maintain confidence in it and, and instill that before you people can execute. Right. And uh, yeah, regarding also the, you mentioned it, the, the, and the indirectly the Conway, Conway's law, like uh, about the organization, right. communication structures. Yeah. That was also uh, something that we bring, uh, like uh, building these teams that who has uh, the, the, the capability to take decisions regarding where they want to go to implement the things. That was also something uh, uh, very, a bit new for the, for the team because there, uh, it's hard, it can be hard when you, you, you are said, you are responsible of the decision you are going to take as a team. Uh, it's not someone else who will take, who will explain to you what you have to do anymore. Uh, and, and building that kind of mindset also is a, is part mm-hmm. of the of the engagement and was uh, uh, is very important to 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 instill uh, to 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 adopt another culture, let's say in the yeah in such companies. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, great. Well, I, that, w- that was fun talking through that. And I think, um, you know, I'll definitely put a link to the blog over- overview, to the, the blog, uh, which, which I think like it, it'll definitely, it has a lot of visuals about each step uh, that, that y'all went through. And I think, uh, I think it'll help people flesh out the details there. Do you, do you have any, any, like, uh, any websites or places you would send people if they're interested in uh, following you, seeing what else you're up to? Yeah, there is my blog. Uh, my blog, I had not updated it since a little bit, but I, I'm going to do that soon. Uh, yeah. So my blog, foidamd.com, basically, but it's in French. <laughs> I might try to post some English articles as well. Well, good. Well, I'll, I'll put a link to that as well. And uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was fun uh, talking with you about this. As always, this has been Tanzu Talk. If you're listening to the podcast version of this and you want to get the, uh, the show notes, you can go to tanzutalk.com and, uh, and find them. And hopefully, if you've listened this far and you don't subscribe to the podcast, you should definitely subscribe for, for interviews and news in the space and things like that. And uh, you can also find out how to see, watch the videos of interviews that we do uh, for things like this if you go to tanzutalk.com slash videos. And with that, we'll see everyone next time. Bye-bye.